podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, so I would like to posit a question. In those DoorDash commercials, whereby Sean William Scott is coming to bitch at Jason Biggs for not inviting him to his party, uh, is that in our universe or is that supposed to be in the that's, American that's, Pie universe? It's got to be American Pie universe, um, okay. which which follow does create up, a problem. Yeah. question. Yeah. Where is, where is well, that or where's Allison Hannigan? Are we to believe that they're not divorced? Does that not work out? Allison Hannigan is married to Jason Siegel. I have always been of the opinion that the How I Met Your Mother universe was subsequent to the American Pie universe. That's an interesting. That is an interesting. <laughs> I, do, is Lily not the type to go to band camp? And no, I, I believe that. I'm just trying to think of it. But wouldn't, I forget his name, the dude that ends up sleeping with Stifler's mother would be the type of guy who would have went to whatever Ohio Wesleyan that Marshall and... and uh, Which is where they at. met Lily. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. It's lining up. I, like, I, I, I'm not positive of this, but if you... If you like, I, I've always been of the, the opinion that the Freaks and Geeks universe, the American Pie universe, and the How I Met Your Mother universe are a single universe. Uh, wait, Freaks and Geeks, How I Met Your Mother, and American Pie. That, yeah. I mean, I, I think. is The only overlap is Allison Hannigan, right? Allison Hannigan and Jason Siegel. Oh, and Freaks and Geeks, right, right, okay. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, we never meet any of Marshall's home friends. We never meet any of Lily's home friends. Um, we meet, we, we know that, where does Freaks and Geeks take place? That's actually, that might undermine this. I think it's like Ohio, isn't it? I mean, it, it could be that there is a confusion about where in the upper Midwest Marshall is, is from slash where Freaks and Geeks takes place. No, you know where it is? Huh? Suburban Detroit. So okay, so whatever. I it's 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna rely on the bullshit of Ted being an unrealistic narr or an unreliable narrator. And he's telling them this story about him being from Minnesota and being obsessed with Minnesota because being from Ohio, he couldn't he couldn't have his best friend being from Michigan. Sure. So he had to push him to Ohio. Okay, so it's Clinton, it's Clinton Township. Wait, they're from Clinton Township? Yeah, not, <laughs> not, they, it's not what they call it. They call it Chippewa Valley or Chippewa, Michigan, but it is Clinton Township because it was, it's based on what is Landon Donovan? Dude, somebody needs to help Landon Donovan. Uh, it's based levels. on where, it's where Paul Feig went to, Feig went to high school and he went to high school at Chippewa Valley High School in Clinton Township. It's Clinton Township. Freaks and Geeks is in Clinton Township, Michigan, which, we, we, we picked a hell of an episode not to have Kevin. <laughs> there is there's so many that, that opens up so many like new, like, oh, now this, that, that's going to be my new, that's going to be my Reddit rabbit hole for after, after this. Um, so, okay. And where, where's the summer camp? The, the, the summer camp in American Pie is in upper, upstate Michigan, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay. They're they are in uh, American Pie is suburban Grand Rapids. I believe it's Kent. It's supposed to be Kent. 
Okay. Okay. I, I, at what point is this not lining up? Uh, no, it, yeah, it makes perfect sense. We should, we should, we, we need to write this cross. <laughs> is this a crossover episode? I, like, I, I think that we do have solid evidence based on our friend from the Clinton Township area, uh, who is six foot five, that tall people come from there. Yeah. Um, and they also get married to girls from the West Side who are short. That's, that's weird. That also checks out. That checks out. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, th- I, th- I, I think that in this commercial, they are in the combined Freaks and Geeks, American Pie, How I Met Your Mother universe. Yeah. Um, dear listener, I, I understand this is a cold open and we're supposed to, like, like we're not supposed to eventually you. get to, we're supposed to eventually get to the, to the, the thing. To the but soccer, no. yeah. But if you're, if you're listening to this and you have any holes in this theory, please let us know. But I'm, I'm, I'm taking this as canon. As Reggie Cannon. Yeah, who was not here. Oh, sorry. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, a uh, thankfully done version of the Touchline Media Group, because dear God, we all need that. Uh, I I am your host, Asa, aka The Twig. Uh, I am here with my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, aka The Stump. We are going to be joined, I think, by... uh, Kevander Holyfield, uh, when when he's ready. Uh, this episode is brought to you by. Hey. S- yeah, this episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group. Whoever Blue Air decides to put in, uh, Bird Dogs and um, yeah, whoever else. Uh, so um, yeah, that sucked. Uh, we deserved it. We were not the better team at any point. <laughs> no, no. I mean, deserve is a funny way of looking at it, but yeah, that was bound to happen. Uh, and now we get up, now the C team gets a break, which is the important part here. Let's not forget that that was, in fact, the C team. So, well, we can, we can justify it like that, which we will. And, uh, I have a theory. MLS and CONCACAF wanted to make sure that when Messi is announced and when he plays his first game for Inter Miami, they have their full, full strength 11. And DeAndre Yedlin, uh, was here so he did yeah he did a lot to he did a lot to he tried real hard to make sure that he was going to be there he just completely i I know there was a possible offside but he just on that on that no that was just uh that was not good like when Um, the control when the controller runs out of batteries part of the way through the game just like oh whoops whoops um all right so let's uh I don't know. I think I think a high level before we get into the like the 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 individual players. Um this was a this was a C team, yes. Um that like even if you win this game and even if you somehow beat Mexico, like I don't think it changes anything for any of these players, right? Matt Turner's still our number one. Nobody else on the field really has done anything to make me think that they've displaced anybody. Um and so 
like, if you look at it, you're like, okay, did BJ Callahan do anything to make any difference in his career? Uh, not in this tournament. He did in Nations League, but like, okay. Um, and like, look, credit to Panama. They were the better team tonight. Um, you know, I, I don't want to like undermine that, but like, this is what happens when you don't have good players. And like, and, and more than that, you don't have good depth, right? So like we went out with our like fullest strength starting 11 going forward. Um, and like, it wasn't, wasn't good enough. <laughs> and no. like, and then when the subs came in, it's like, you're not winning a game with Christian Roldan and Jordan Morris as your, as your wingers. Like, it's just not going to happen. And Julian Gressel and Georgie Mihailovic. And like, these guys just like, were not at the level we needed them to be against the Panama team that was, um, you know, not great. Um, we, we have an update. But better. Kevin. Yeah, better. Um, uh, Kevin has an update. Uh, that game sucked, and I'm glad it's over, and I'm not joining. So. Uh, nice. Also, Mexico is already up on nothing. Yeah, well, obviously. They're good. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, good in this uh, turn. Uh, yeah, okay. That's fine. Good, good in the last couple of games. There you go. Um, that was such a stupid goal. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so here's, here's my thing, right? Alex Zendejas was your, was your, like, the focal point of your offense the entire time. He doesn't play in this game at all? Nope. You know, you get well, wrestled. I mean, but, I mean, yeah, that. But, like, Jesus... You can say that he was our focal point of our offense, but then, I mean, Jesus was really the focal point of the offense. Just sure, 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 fine. So Zend- Zendejas, who played more minutes probably than anybody else coming into this, uh, any of the other wingers coming into this game, doesn't get off the yes. Was he one of your best players yes. or was he not? Right? And if he, uh, like, no, no, I'm not saying from performance. I'm saying you as a coach, right? Like BJ Callahan as a coach has made it clear from his, from his starters, from his assessment that like Zendejas is a guy I can count on who is good to do stuff. Is he that guy or not? Yeah, but we can also, so that's, I I don't know. That's what I kind of was getting at. I don't know if that's fair to do just because it, it, if BJ and we've been railing on Zendejas for most of the sermon in the group chat, if BJ recognized like, Oh, this kid's not going to get it done. I'm not going to behoove him. To, to, you know, not play him that much. If he, because that's something that we always get on Greg about is that he's unable to make adjustments from, you know, in game or from game to game where he has his guys and he sticks with them hell or high water. If BJ is willing to make the call to take somebody out that he does not think is performing to the standards that he expects from his wingers, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and critique the guy. So here's, here's, I think. I would, I, I, I hear that, right? And I didn't have a problem not starting, right? He started every game up to this point. I didn't have a problem not starting. My problem comes with, okay, this is your second 120-minute game in four days. And you're yeah. telling me that you rely on, you're going to rely, and it, it, it goes to Jalen Neal too, right? So you had these two guys who had played a ton of minutes. You had relied on them yeah. through a series of very stressful games. And they're not good enough anymore for some reason. Like that to me. Well, I mean, but does the 120 minutes play into that too? I, who went, who, who went, or t- who, is there anybody that went 240? 
for us? Ferrero. All right. Ferrero went 240 and my Nope. And that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's it. And, and Turner. Turner. Yeah. Yeah. But Ferreira, you couldn't take off the field because he was the only person who could seemingly do shit for more than 60 minutes. Um, yes, correct. But my thing is, is that I don't understand how when push comes to shove, right? You're late in that game. How you go with Roldan above Zendejas. How you go with Morris I mean, above I, Zendejas. Yeah, I agree with that. That's that's either... Gressel, too. How you go with... Gressel, uh, Morris, over, or, or Zendejas. Yeah. And, like, look, we've been railing yes. on Zendejas because we're judging Zendejas by a standard of, are you good enough to beat out... To be on the first team, right. not are, the C team. Right. Like, are you better than Brendan Aronson or Malik Tillman? Not, are you better than Jordan Morris and Christian Roldan? Christian Roldan. Right. Okay. That, that, that's my issue. Is that, like, you have to... Like, we've been judging Zendejas at a very high standard, right? Sure. At, at this standard, he, he was still one of the better players on the field when he was there, right? Like I still, I mean, he better be with the, with yeah, with those guys. And like, and and I again, like I want to reiterate, like I don't have a problem starting Cowell, Vasquez, and Ferreira as your as your three attackers. Like I think that that was like a cool idea, and it's almost worked out, right? Cowell Cowell's curling attempt in the thirtieth second. Um, goes, you know, is hack a quarter of an inch to the left and who knows. But I think, I think like ultimately like this decision, like, like the, the, the decision to go with certain people at certain times, that's what confuses me, right? It confuses me how you go with, how you go with, you know, taking off Brian Reynolds in the 63rd minute, right? Like DeAndre Yedlin is not going to give you jack shit. And what he did give you was a goal. Um, yeah, DeAndre, as we've talked about before, DeAndre Yedlin should be more of a closer, like a long inning reliever kind of guy. He's in the, you're in there to eat up minutes uh, like, when we have a lead or the game's out of hand or something. Right. Not 0-0 playing for a chance to go to the final. Right. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I think that like, just from, from like, a, without getting into the individual players right now, like I, if, if you're going to critique BJ and I'm going to critique BJ. Um, sure. The, the the man management was not good. Now, it's not his fault that he has this group, right? Because clearly that's a top-down decision. It's clearly top-down that we are not going to bring in our best players. And it's clearly that a, a majority MLS team is not good enough to win these things. Now, is that a critique of, is, is that a bigger issue for BJ or for US Soccer or for MLS? That's up to you to decide. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you have Ferreira and Vasquez, who are two of the better strikers in MLS, you have, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's, it's sort of half MLS, half fringe, nothing Euro players, but still, I don't know. I'm, 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 I will admit to being frustrated here. So do you want to, you want, you want to play with a, uh, what do you call it? Conspiracy theory? Hit me. So I don't know if the timeline lines up correctly, but I'm going to throw this out here anyway. Uh, BJ impressed everybody with his Nations League, the uh, the you know aggressive attacking and how well the team played and everything. And then we announced Greg is coming back, and all of a sudden BJ gets a shit squad to go into the Gold Cup. And U.S. Soccer really needs to make sure that you know BJ is not does not look like the next great coach. So they give him this team, and it's like, oh well, you know what can you do? 
Yeah, that's not. A, that? I, I I don't hate that decision. I have a I have a much more simple conspiracy theory. Um, Greg gets rehired during Nations League, looks at the roster that they had already decided to bring up. They had already decided to bring up and said, nah, fuck that. There's no way I can win with this group. I'm not, I'm not coming back for this. Ah, yeah, that one works too. Um, so so I, I think I think either way that like there was a reality here. So well, yeah, I think I think the idea here is that USSF wanted to make sure that either whether you want to say it is Greg, uh, they want to make sure that Greg looks good in his first tournament back, or they want to make sure that BJ looks bad in his first or his last tournament. I think we're kind of getting to the same place there, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just whether the 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 cart comes first or the horse, right? Sure. Um, so let's let's which let's BJ. Go. I think which one's BJ? Horse. I, I think, think he, he's the horse. I thought I was going to say, I think he's the horse. Um, he is, he's a strength and conditioning coach. He is the horse. He is the horse. Um, I actually think he's more of a defensive coordinator, but neither here nor there. Um, well, D-line coach. Sure. Yeah. No issues there. Um, okay. So let's, let's start in goal. Matt Turner, uh, he didn't save a majority of the penalties he faced. Okay. No. <laughs> like, okay. He, he I, it's kind of it's kind of unreal though that like I kind of expected him to. Yeah, no, no, totally did, and and he didn't, and that's fine. Um, the one goal that he had was a two on one or two on zero. Like he tried his best to like fuck with it at the beginning, but like he had no shot. Yeah, I th- so I mean that was that was his 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 defense stopped playing, let those guys come through, and I, it looked like I was only kind of half paying attention, to it, but it looked like. Turner was going for the suicide sellout to try yeah. and meet him at the top of the pot. Yeah. Hold, okay. hold, holds triangle slash Y and, and pray. <laughs> yes. Um, and hope you get in front of it. Right. And like, th- there's a part of me that wanted him to just like spear the attacker and be like, well, take the red card. Um, that, yeah. Yeah. The final, I don't know if you want the red card. Yeah. If I that mean, was Sean Johnson. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. No question. Um, but you know, you would have gotten Gaga in the final, which wouldn't have, which would have been fun. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Definitely um, interesting. But I, I don't think okay, this good sh- luck. Here's your first your, yeah. first, your first competitive start. Have fun. Um, I don't, I don't think this changes anything about Turner for me at all. No, he's one. Yeah, he's one. Of okay. Not. So we had a back line right to left of uh, Reynolds, Robinson, Long, and we'll get there. And Jones. Uh, um. Wait, Reynolds, Robinson, Long, Jones. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I think I think just to start with Reynolds, Reynolds is who he is. And, and I think that like that's sort of the way that I want to assess him. Is fast that, like, as shit. He like he's fast as shit and he can't play in a four back. Like it's very clear that he he is someone who needs to play with with three center backs because he gets forward dangerously in a way that you can't yeah. do with two center yeah. backs. And like you can you can see a situation in which like let's say we're in a a, a three four three or a, a a three five two, right? And he's one of the wing backs. Like yeah, that would be awesome. Like he can get forward, um, he can he can do all those sorts of marauding things, and he has extra help behind him. Marauding, yes. Um, but like again in this game, and it didn't come, it didn't lead to a goal. But again in this game, he gets forward, gets his pocket picked, and and suddenly it's like. Miles Robinson is is exposed back on on the back line. 
But this time, instead of yep. uh, Ferreira and Miazga, it was Busio and Robinson. So it was fine and it was snuffed out. But, you know, simply put, like, I, I don't I don't think that Reynolds is someone who can play in our 4-3-3 at, at, a, at a serious level. And I don't think that changes anything. I, I think that we still have our top three-ish fullbacks. And we don't know who our fourth is, but I think I, I had, I had been like very excited about Brian Reynolds. I still am, but he's just not, he's not at that level right now. Maybe he gets there, but defensively he's not responsible enough and offensively he's not Sergio Dest enough. So. Yes. It's not Sergio Dest enough. Yes. Correct. Um, Robinson. I mean, has he, he didn't look good again. No, I yeah, uh, he might have he might have lost his he might have lost it. Well, I think I think part of it is that like he he has a lot going on mentally, and like he's like preparing to leave America, and he doesn't want to be here. Um, sure. So like, I think I think there's a part of it that's that, but like he's still fast and he still can put out fires. But like a lot of this game, and maybe it was just because he was put in a position to be unsuccessful, right? Like when when Robinson is the one who's who's being relied upon to be like the ball progressor or the one hitting long balls instead of Neil or Zimmerman or whoever he usually Richards, whoever he usually plays next to, then maybe he looks worse. Yep. Um, you know, you put him next to Aaron long and suddenly he looks not so great. I mean, obviously last game with the handballs, whatever, but um, I just, I was not overwhelmingly impressed with him. He didn't make me feel comfortable in the way that he normally uh, had. Um. But I mean, and and he didn't make any mistakes that led to a goal, I guess. I mean, he was part of the breakdown, but like, I don't have any issues with really like anything catastrophic. It's just like his ball progression, his the way he plays with the ball at his feet, it's not good enough for the A-team if that's the way that we want to play. Or otherwise, like we need to have him next to Chris Richards or adult Jalen Neal whenever Jalen Neal gets there. Um, adult Jalen Neal. Yeah. Also, shout out to Jalen Neal's mom. Uh, she is like very active on Twitter and like super supportive. And it's very, very funny nice. to watch. Um, nice. because, and like, you forget that like he's 19. So like, of course his mother would be very involved in his stuff. <laughs> um, Aaron Long sucks. I, I don't, do you have anything else? I feel bad that he got hurt. Uh, other, but, but up until that point I was using his name as a pejorative. So uh, no. And like the craziest thing about it is that like, what am I, what, what are we, what are we missing? Right? Like I, sometimes like you'll like Jesus Ferreira, I see it. I don't agree with it, but I see it. Right? Like I understand why a coach looks at him and says, I want you on the field. Right that, now. Yeah. That kid needs to play. Yeah. Right. And like, look, I, I don't always agree with it, but like, I get it. Kate, Kate Cowell, you get it. You're like, okay. We, Great hair has to play. Has to play. Um, you know, with with every player who who plays, usually, like I can usually like say to myself, like, okay, compared to the options around him, like I get it. Why would you start Aaron Long above Matt Miazga or Jalen Neal? Like, why? Why well, Matt Miazga? I mean, Matt Miazga. Matt Miazga. Sorry. Uh, basically, uh, showed you why you start him over him at the end of the penalty kicks. Which, and, and I will admit, I, I like Matt Miazga <laughs> shit talking, but like. BJ immediately got in his face was saying, like, you can't do that. Like, that's going to cost us. And that's why you can't start Matt Miazga. Why 
I agree with you, though. I do not see what anybody sees in Aaron Long other than minutes eating that makes me say that's a dude that needs to be on the field a lot. He has to just be either an unbelievable suck-up or, like, the best locker room guy of all time. Something. Something. But I don't don't know what it is. Um, He got pulled in the 73rd, I guess because he was hurt. I, I, I'm not sure. I, no, because he, when he was hurt, though, he he got back. He was playing for a little while after, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he went down in like the fifty fifth, sixtieth minute, and he got pulled in the seventy fifth or something. Um, yeah, seventy third. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know if it was lingering or if it was because, and I, I mentioned this on Twitter. Like, I've never seen a team rotate center backs mid game the way that BJ Callahan has. Like. People don't sub their center backs in game, no. like unless there's a problem. Um, and yeah. Callahan has every game, like either for minutes restrictions or whatever. But he uses he uses subs on the center backs. Um, and then yeah. yep. Uh, and then Miazga obviously like Miazga was part of giving up a goal. Um, he he also uh was terrible on that. Um, but he you know he made his penalty. He generally was tall that is what he does um yeah it doesn't change anything. again like i'm not sure that he's like when you get into these like c team discussions it's like i don't hate having matt miazga because what are your other options brandon craig does not play in mls you know sure like your 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 other options are guys who are not playing or guys who are in europe who you don't need to be here right like i don't need mark mckenzie here i don't need eric palmer brown here you know, if we're going to use this as a C team domestic slash showcase team, like why would we have Eric Palmer Brown here? Um, right. So, you know, I I think my my hope is is that eventually our center backs get our center back pool gets better, but it, it's lagging right now. Also, you get into a situation where like maybe James Sands can deputize as a center back for a while. Obviously, not in this tournament because we didn't have any midfielders, but like. I don't right. know. I think down the road we have to reassess what we're doing uh with the with the center backs. Um I definitely think we do. Yeah. And Dewan Jones, I thought again, Dewan Jones played well. I, I don't think that he changes anything. I don't think that he No, he's a he's a very good he's a very good J V player. He's gonna yeah. take he's gonna be filling in minutes for the next decade. Not much more like I don't think he's going to the World Cup unless something catastrophic happens, but He's you're, he's gonna be a fixture of the gold cup for the next I don't want to say decade, but like he just turned twenty six. He's like well, no, no, like he okay, yeah, so like, like he just turned twenty six this probably year. Probably got he's probably got three more gold cups in him. Like oh, because every two six, years, yeah, 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 like six years, um, where he is our fifth string left back or whatever. Um, but yep. you know, it's it's like a situation where if he's your backup left back at the World Cup it means you don't have a backup left back and Jedi is going to be playing every minute. Um, yes. Like Dewan Jones does like a lot of cool things. Like I like him, but he, he doesn't, sure. he doesn't do anything well enough um, that, that it makes a difference. Um, and when you, when you have like someone, you know, in that situation, you want them to be a positive in this type of tournament, not just like a, a neutral or a, a minor positive. Um, yeah. You know, do you know, well, like, it's, and especially when it's like us being like the big dogs in against the, the minnows of CONCACAF, like 
when you're playing somebody in the in these situations and they are again not this thing he's a negative but he's just kind of like a non-entity like that kind of tells you a lot of things that you know right there if if you're the bit if you're playing on the big dog playing a bunch of minnows in this kind of tournament and you're not clearly better than your competition you kind of found your like he kind of found our ceiling or he kind of found his ceiling his, where he is his level is somewhere around Panama. Like, he was good enough to play in this game. Sure. It's basically like, yeah, my starter in a Gold Cup t-shirt is answering a lot of questions posed by the, my starter in a Gold Cup t-shirt. Like, this is who you are. That's good. They're, like, we need those guys, too. But... Not like, everyone is be, an ace. Don't... Not everyone is an ace. Some guys are, are number fives. Yep. And you need them. Some guys are... And some guys are the... You know, the doubleheader sixth guy in the rotation that gets called up four times a year. You need him, but you're not getting the call to come to, you know, the World Series or the World Cup. No. Um, but, the, you know, you, you mentioned the T-shirt that he was wearing. Um, you know, I understand fine apparel. Do you understand fine apparel? I am not wearing a shirt right now, so no. Dude, I'm, I'm obviously asking about shorts. Obviously asking about shorts. Why are you doing this to me? I am wearing shorts. You know, Greg, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I think the reason we have a lot of fun is because we both don't like to wear pants. Is that correct? I am a staunch advocate of never wearing pants. But you do have to wear something, right? Legally, when I go outside, yes. Uh, When I'm not outside, it's really up to interpretation. So I guess, like, the real question is, is there something that you could wear that that makes you look good, but also looks vaguely, I don't know, acceptable in public? Well, you know, I've heard of these new things called bird dogs, which are neither birds nor dogs. We'll get to the Hmm. false advertising later. But, uh, you know, they are stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, which gives me a truly sculpted look. So if I were to compare these to, to maybe another brand, uh, that I, I don't know why we're, we're mentioning actual trade names in an advertisement, but hey, that's what we were told to do. Uh, what would you compare it to? Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing <laughs> as that brand that starts with an L and ends with lemon, but fit way better. Well, I'm not going for copyright infringement. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get in trouble either. Um, what if, but 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 could you compare them to say like your normal everyday khaki shorts? Yeah, fuck cotton. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. <laughs> yeah, cotton's super restricting. That's what everybody says about it. Um, it does bird dogs have any proprietary uh, technology? Right, everybody likes technology. Do they have anything new that they did? Yeah, they did a bunch of ketamine and came up with and fixed this issue by invent, inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit. You guys can't do it, but I'm doing this the slimmer fit. You can't see it without having to sacrifice any movement. Well, that's great. Um, Greg, do you like smelling like shit in your shorts? I. <laughs> no, so I I try not to shart very hard, but just in case I do, Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps me cool and dry all day long. Uh 
well, I guess, you know, if, if I wanted to purchase a pair of these shorts that are neither birds nor dogs, what could I do? You should go to www.birddogs.com backslash pool. That's pool, P-O-O-L, like Liverpool, but, you know, better. And enter promo code, again, pool, P-O-O-L, for a free Yeti style tumbler. Nope. <laughs> Your order. That's birddogs.com backslash pool for a free tumbler. You you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Please, please, please don't sue us. We really don't have a lot of money. Um our midfield, I I James Sands looked dead on his feet. Um Late in this game, yeah, um, he Gizmo, Gizmo was exhausted. I I, I, Gizmo. I, I, I mean, dude has played literally every minute of competitive soccer plus fifty six minutes against St. Kitts and Nevis, and ninety minutes for some reason against Trinidad and Tobago. He's uh, played, uh, yeah, he played two hundred and forty minutes. He so he didn't come off against either team. Um. Okay. Like, so it was and, him and him and Jesus. Yeah. Um, I I just I I think that he played well. I think that if you really, really want to have a backup six who's not the double pivot, then I think Jay, you could do worse than James Sands. Um I don't think that he's better than the double pivot. <laughs> I no, think that like the I think that you can bring you know Luca Delatore, MMA, and you say to yourself, like, if Tyler can't go. I guess we don't have a six. I mean, this he to, to continue with the baseball analogy. He's like the definition of a quad A player. Yeah, like, dude, dude screams for A. Like you're really too good to be here, but you're not good enough to be at the World Cup. So, like, we're just gonna play you a lot here. Yeah. So, like, we are. You, the, do you know what James Sands is? James Sands is the September call-up who somehow gets, like, 50 at-bats in the, in the month of September. And you're like, how, did, how is that possible? <laughs> like, how well, he's not going to be here long, so we're giving him as many tries as he can. Right. Or, like, 100, you know, he gets, like, 100 at-bats in 33 days. In oh, the big my leagues. God. And okay, so, like, uh, wait, hang on. They just showed on TV. There's a Mexican fan wearing a Lucha, Lucha mask who has braces. And it was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that's not a great image. Um, no. No. Um, so I, I think, yeah, James Sands, 100 at-bats in every September. Um, just just Chris Sheltoning the hell out of this career. Um, and, uh, but like, I, again, like, it's good to have those guys. It means that, sure. that a lot of these guys are not that good. A lot of these guys are triple double A type players who, when they come to the big leagues, they hit 187. Um, like James Sands is probably like a, a 225. Like you're not going to die with him in the lineup. But there's also for the, for all the shit that we give the, everybody for, or USMNT for not having, you know, great depth and um, all that stuff. Th- this is its own form of depth. It's not the depth that you want to see. It's not the depth that you're going to see from France or like England where it's going to allow you to compete for World Cups. But it is something to be said that we have guys that we feel comfortable. Like 
we felt comfortable sending a C team to the Gold Cup. And despite, you know, getting knocked out in the quarterfinals. Semifinals. Semifinals. We're competitive for the majority of the tournament. I mean, the, the, we played three serious teams, teams who consider themselves serious, right? Panama, sure. Jamaica, and, and Canada. And we drew all of them. Granted, we won, you know, we went to penalties in two out of those three games. We won one, lost one. Like we are equally as good as Jamaica, Canada, and Panama in this tournament. And we lost our coin flip this time. Um, Panama was better than us tonight. You know, we were better than Canada. Like it, it, it comes out in the wash. Like I, I'm fine with it. Um, yeah. Busio and, and yeah, Busio and, and Mihailovic, um, I just, they're not good enough. Like, and I, and, and I say they're not good enough for here. Um, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Aiden Morris wasn't good enough for here. Um, I think we have an eight problem across our, our whole thing. Um, you know, I don't know if that's Tanner Tessman. I don't know if that's, you know, Lily Linez, be- Richie Ledesma. Like, there are a ton of dudes who can conceivably play at, at, you know, sort of the eight. Alan Senora, who, who, who went home um, yeah. because he was hurt. That sucked. Yep. Um, that maybe that makes a difference. I don't know. Like he's another player who maybe could have done something. Um, but in terms of, of what they gave today, I, I've seen nothing from Mihailovic or Busio that makes me want to see them in a USMNT shirt again. Um, that's not to say that I won't want them to be based on club form, blah, 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 blah. Both are, are fa- fairly young, Busio younger than Mihailovic, but like, eh, eh. Um, and then in the 104th minute, uh, Busio came out for uh, Gressel. I, Gressel does nothing for me. He's old. He puts in a nice cross. Okay. He did have a nice run. He, like he, he does sort of get into nice spots. I'll say that. Um, like he, he did open up a little bit for the Ferreira goal, but like, yeah, we're nitpicking here. He's not, he's not someone I necessarily, I, I really want to see either. And especially like in the, in the, like the attacking spots where it's like, I think the further away from goal you get, the younger you can be the same way, like in, in American football, the further away from the ball you are, the younger you can be like, I don't have a problem starting a, a true freshman at wide receiver. I have a hell of a lot of a problem starting a true freshman at guard. Um, sure. and it's the same thing here, right? Like the, the, the further up you get, the, 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 the more likely I am to be cool with, with youth. And so well, it's also, and that's, and that's something where like the positions where you can depend more on your athleticism and it's less of a technical, right. Technical thing kind of makes sense too. Hey, Jamaica that's up to nothing. Oh, nope. Um, cool. Um, so off like, a free I, kick outside the box. Nice. Um, I think that like, in a in in a in a situation like this, like I wouldn't have hated seeing a, a Paxton Aronson, a Quinn Sullivan, um, uh, a you know some of those younger guys who play out on the wing because Jordan Morris and and I say this as someone who used to love Jordan Morris and Julian Gressel, uh, you know, who's a great wing back, I guess, um, you know, and Christian Roldan and and Brandon Vasquez to a certain extent. Like, I just, I don't need to see more of that. Like, I, I we did You can't we get done. into, yeah, you can't get into a loyalty type thing. Like, the USMNT gets in love with, and I, I say, like, the USMNT, whether you're talking about your, the Federation or uh, the coaching staff, gets in love with these guys, and we just keep trotting them, them out over and over and over again, even though we kind of know, like, 
they're not going to give you what you need. Like we've seen Jordan Morris. We know Jordan Morris is not like post I understand post injury yeah, Jordan post Morris injury. is not good enough. And like you want to give him some time to kind of like because like ACLs are I don't really know how they are in in soccer to be honest with you, but like in football and stuff when you first come back you're not you. You like you kind of need a little bit of time to get back into it. UCLs in baseball the pitchers typically do not come back to like dominant selves. It takes like a half a season. I understand trying to give them run, but at a certain point, like France is France. The second Paul Pogba stopped being useful, France stopped running him out there. And he was a world-class midfielder. Jordan Morris was a good winger in MLS and we're still giving him run there. You there has to be somebody else that you at least want to take a look at. That's the thing is that like, I don't, I'm not saying people are better than him. Like I, I, I can say with relative certainty that Jordan Morris is better than Paxton Aronson right now because Paxton Aronson is 19 and Jordan Morris is 28. And sure. that's, that's, I, I can, I can say that and not feel too terrible about it, but I can also say what's the point of playing Jordan Morris in a gold cup when you know that he's not good enough, when you know that he's not going to help the program and you need him to do stuff. I don't have a problem bringing Jordan Morris. If you want him to start against St. Kitts and Nevis so that our starters don't have to, and, you know, be a locker room guy and, you know, late in games that were up by two or down by two, he can eat minutes. Great. Cool. No problem. Same with Yedlin. Yeah. Same with Roldan. Like these types of guys, like I think there's value in having locker room guys. I don't think that there's value in having locker room guys who play. That's the issue. Is yeah. that like, like I say, Let's just stuff. play consistently play. Right. And I say this as a guy who like, as an, like, like when I played high school sports, I was probably a locker room guy who didn't play all that much. If, if, sure. if, if, if I got a ton of minutes because the coach liked me and he did, and I was a really good locker room guy, we would have lost games because I was not good enough. Like I, it would not have gone well, no matter how much everybody liked me. Um, and like, I'm not saying that that like, that's like a one-to-one I'm saying that like in this type of tournament, right. Jordan Morris is not good enough anymore. He just isn't. No. Christian Roldan is not good enough. He just isn't. Um, and, and that just is what it is. And, and look, I'm not, I'm not even saying that they're not good enough at their club, right? Their club form is, is not what I'm talking about. Um, Roldan and Morris for Sounders are good, are good MLS players. And that's not nothing. That's, that's not nothing. They just can't play for the national team. And sure. I don't know why. I, I, I don't have a good answer for that, but they just can't. Um, but in terms of the starters across the front, you had, uh, Ferreira, Vasquez and Cowell. Cowell continues to be like the guy I want to succeed most because he gives you something that's like, you can, you can tell he gets into spots that people don't want him to be in because he's fast and he's strong. No fewer than three times tonight. Did he get into a spot where you're like, Oh shit, he's about to do something. Right. He, he, he gave Vasquez a goal and Vasquez skied it. Dude. He's got the, he's got the look too. It's great. Yeah. You know, everything about Cade Cowell is what I want from Cade Cowell. Um, yeah. And he's young, he's fast, he's strong. And he's not that bad with the ball at his feet. He's not good. And everybody knows that as soon as he gets the ball in space, he's going, he's cutting in on his right foot to try to shoot. 
but like he's also 19. He could probably have that beaten out of him at some point. Um, uh, but if not, if not, he's a James Sands as far as I'm concerned, right? Like, as far, yeah. like if, 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 if not his seal, if his ceiling is guy who can start and be really good in the gold cup, fine. Cool. Great. Good to have. He's not, nobody thinks that he's going to overtake Christian Pulisic. Nobody thinks that he's going to play over Tim Weah. Um, but like, that's okay. Um, Ferreira again, like Ferreira's not a quad A guy, but he is like very much a utility infielder. <laughs> like I, I'm cool with him playing in a ton of spots, just not above guys who I want to be playing. You know, like if, if that makes sense, like, I, I don't think that he does anything better than somebody else. So, like, I don't think that he presses better than Sargent. I don't think that he tracks back as well as Sargent. I don't think that he scores goal as well as Balogun. I don't think that he makes runs in behind better than Pepe. Like, like if you want something, there's a better option out there. But I think that Ferreira does play. I, I think you saw tonight, like, he plays well in the wing. He can combine. He He's good with the ball at his feet. He can score goals against teams occasionally. Um I think there are worse options like in a gold cup, especially while he's playing in MLS. Yeah. Hell yeah. Give him all the minutes. Um, But like, I don't want him above any of the strikers who I've mentioned or, you know, Jordan P. Falk or, um, you know, Daryl DK, if Daryl DK comes back healthy. um, You know, I think there are just, there are just better options. Um, But on the wing, like, I, I don't know. I'd probably rather Ferreira than Taylor Booth. Yes. You know, I yeah. probably, you know, like on the wing, like I'd probably rather Ferreira than, you know, the, the take your pick of fourth wingers who we have. If you're including. Yeah. I mean, that's where, that's what I, that's what I was uh, going to say. Like, I think that he slots in as like the fourth winger type guy. So he's, you want to see him over a lot of the guys that we end up having to take the gold cups or the nation league, nation's leagues, but he's not going to unseat any of the, you know, Reina's, Pulisic's, Weah's of the world. Right. Um, the the question for me would be like, who, do you, who would you rather see, Aronson or Ferreira? And That's me, where you start getting into Yeah, and for me, like, questions. I like Aronson because I think Aronson gives you a ton defensively. And I think that, like, yeah. that's a useful, okay. a useful thing to have on your, on your, uh, on your roster. But like, if, if you're going into, let's say we, we're, we're going into a, a world, well, we don't do world cup qualifying for a while, but like, okay, let's, let's say you're going into a, 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 a series of friendlies, right? You have three friendlies in eight days because we want to simulate stuff. Um, and you have, you're, you're playing that middle game against a team like Wales, right? Or Scotland who's good, but not, but we should be able to dominate possession. We should, we should be in, on the front foot. I would love to have Ferreira eat those minutes, right? Like I don't need, I yes. don't need Wea and Pulisic playing 270 in a window. And so like, I'm totally cool with Ferreira being one of the wingers and instead of Aronson, because Aronson does a ton off the bench. So fine. Great. Um, I think what, what's more for me is like, would I rather Ferreira or would I rather Tillman? Or would I rather, you know, Booth or or Ledesma or whatever, right? Like any number of sort of like fringy wingers. Yeah, Ricky's got to do something here soon. He like, yeah. I feel like he's just been creeping on the fringes for, like you said, for years. And every couple of 
I'll say months, I get suckered into, you know, FOTMOB sending me updates. He's starting, he scored a goal. Ricky's coming back. Like, this is going to be his chance. And then, like, I forget about him because I haven't heard about him for six months. All of a sudden, they repeat the process. Yeah. Um, but, but I think, I think that's sort of like where I'm at with Ferreira. Like, I, I don't think he's a nine. I think that he's a great utility attacker, right? Who can like plug holes, fill minutes. You can have worse options. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. You, right. Like, again, we compare ourselves to France all the time. France has, not favorably, but France has a million guys that they can throw into that role. And we have maybe two. So there's nothing wrong with saying, "Hey, man, you're not, you're not a top three attacking forward, but you can play all three of them well enough that we can bring you. And if when we need you, it's going to be your time. So make sure you're ready to go. There, right. There's something to be said for that, right? And and let's let's say you have a situation where you start Sergeant, you get up one goal, Sergeant goes down, and you say to yourself, like, we don't need to put Balogun or Pepe up there because they're not they're 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 goal scorers. They're not going to kill off a game. And you tell Ferrer, like, hey, go press to help. You know, okay. I, I don't hate that. Um, so I, 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 the other one is, is Vasquez. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, like there are times where I, I think that he's really going to get there and he's going to be the type of player who can really be helpful. And then he has games like tonight and I'm not really a, a believer in finishing. Like, I, I don't think that like, Finishing is that much of a skill. Um, but I think that like with, with him, it's like he gets into nice spots, but he doesn't get the ball on front. Right. Like I, I, I so don't. We... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, finish. I, I was going to say like, I, I need him. I need him to do more getting the ball on front. You know, like I, I need him to, to, to have more moments where he's, where he's at least putting it in dangerous areas. So we talk about this a lot with other guys. Do do you think that any there's any truth to the fact that like if he is put in with better players that he might have the ability to kind of take a next step? Because I I admittedly don't have, you know, deep roster knowledge, but I can't really think of that many times where Vasquez was put in with like A or even really B team guy. He's mostly filling in in, in these kind of spots or like on U21s before uh and i don't know if it's just that like every time he kind of starts making some progress we throw him back in with the c team and then he thinks he has to do too much and then he starts missing targets again or if it's just like the flashes are all we're gonna get i mean at least i i I don't remember him ever being with the a team he's been in with the january camp he was in that like that cashico friendly against mexico like I, I think that he's he would obviously look better with the better players, but also like I don't think that he would be better than PFOC. I don't think that he would be better than DK. And like those are players who are sort of his profile, right? Like bigger guys who are gonna, you know, win headers, stuff like that. Like Yep. I don't I don't I don't think he's better than those guys. Um now look, I could be wrong. Like he, there's there's maybe maybe he goes over to Europe. And he starts banging in goals. And it turns out he was being held back by FC Cincinnati being shit. And we never saw him with the better players. Who knows? But I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, We're going to do a, like a larger, what this means episode um, probably in like a week or two. But I I think like 
coming off of this game, Vasquez had had a, had a couple couple chances to do to to score some goals. He didn't get there. It happens. Um, I, I'm not that discouraged. I don't. I don't really. I don't. I don't feel myself like. I'm. I'm upset we lost. Right. Like I always want to win these games. Right. Like I'm not going to pre- like pretend that I'm, I'm not happy or that I'm. Happy. I'm more upset. I'm more upset because it looks at Me- like Mexico is about to cakewalk to the cup. Yeah. They're up two nothing. We're about to go into halftime, and they've got Panama waiting for them in the final. If this was Jamaica going the other way around, I would be significantly better better with it. Yeah, because that's going to be annoying on Twitter. Um, but I I think like really like my takeaway from this is that like it's been a lot of soccer all summer. We had the U twenties, we had this, we had the Nations League. We it, it, we we had a long season. Like I I think that like as a podcast we we could use a break um, from the from the you concert. guys don't need to hear. You guys don't need to hear us this much. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but uh, dear listener, we are going to we we we're we're not that far away from football season, American football season. Um, so we are uh, we are scheduling that out. We will have a Michigan preview, a Michigan State preview, a Big Ten preview. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald may or may not be mentioned, um, and uh, you know, sort of a national college football preview. We'll also have an NFL preview. Um, one Lions focused, one everybody else focused. Probably fantasy focused if we're be- and fantasy and gambling because like we know we we know. Um, but uh, I I will say uh, it's another summer of soccer and it was it was a fun one. I uh, I enjoyed it. We we talked a lot about a lot of people who we'll never talk about again. And that's always fun and also like we won the Nations League. That was cool. We you know got to quarterfinals. Cut. Yeah, quarterfinals of the U twenty World Cup. That was cool. Um, and I, I think uh, we we all really enjoyed doing this with you. So uh, you can find my co-host uh, at Mr. Mojo Rising eighty uh, nine. He is going to spend the next month and a half tweeting about the Women's World Cup. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot. We are going to try to cover some of that, but I, I have to admit that it's those games are being played in New Zealand, and I have kids, and I'm just not going to be up at three a.m. Like I, I I'm not going to lie and pretend that I'm going to be. It's just not going to happen. I still advocate for giving Colleen unfil- unfiltered access to the microphone. Colleen, you you can do whatever you like on the podcast about the Women's Road Cup. You, ha- you, have, you have carte blanche. If anybody else out there wants to do it, let me know. You can do it. I don't Garrett. care. Garrett. 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 Um, you can find me uh, at TLSTDS. Um, we're on threads, uh, but we don't post there because it's boring to me. And I don't like it because it's not like in order. So fix that stuff. Um, please uh, thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Air decides to put in, uh, Bird Dogs. Um, and uh, obviously, uh, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local Panamanian uh, soccer player. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't have like a canal worker, Panama, Panamanian canal worker, obviously. There you go. Um, But uh, obviously, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.